white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory Season 7, Episode 37. I'm Jack. I'm Chris. And I'm Kevin. After Jake Livermore's goal against us at the weekend, the opening question today is, what is the best goal or performance that you've seen from a Spurs player against his former club? So Chris, I'll come to you first. Yep, so straight away when I heard the question, um, I was thinking like, Jermaine Defoe. Um, yep. I did a bit of digging and I couldn't remember this game specifically, but... Overall, in a Spurs shirt, he got six goals in 13 games in all competition against West Ham. Um, and there's one game in particular where he gets two. It's a 3-1 home win. Bale gets a goal in between the two Defoe goals and Carroll gets a late consolation oh, header. Yeah. So I'd probably say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and is that, is that the game where he... No, I'm thinking of another one where he picks the ball up, runs 25 yards, smashes it in. Is that, that's 3-0, I think. Yeah, there's one on the ground. There's another AVB's one. AVB's in charge in that yes, game. Yes, yeah. yeah. That's, a, but that's the, oh, that's that game. I think game, that's the same it? game. This was AVB as well. There was another one when he shoots and, and I think it's Green. Green Rob yeah. Green saves it and then he, he just it's the rebound about 100 mile an hour. That was done. I remember that. Brilliant. And he also got at the pen in the 4 3 game at Alton yes, Park. He did. <laughs> to get us back into it for 2 1. And he scores, didn't he? And just looks up at the Bobby Moore stand as his celebration. But sure. 6 in 13, that's a pretty strong return. Uh, any others? Couldn't think of many. I, um, if Provine did play in gold that I'm thinking of trying to think of something a little bit different. Yeah. Maybe um, probably good performances from Ray Clements against Liverpool when he mm-hmm. signed for us, like, you know. Yeah. Um, so the, the other end of the spectrum, I think he was in goal when we broke our duck at Anfield in 85. Mm. I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so that, you know, it's a little bit different. Now, yeah, so. I put this out on social media earlier. Um, so I got some good responses. So on Reddit, boy's got to eat. Brilliant name. Um, he says he doesn't remember too much about the actual game, but the first person that immediately came to mind was William Gallas. He says, I think it was against Arsenal. He put in a great shift and then he was sat on the floor disappointed at the end of the match. Could tell that he played really well and was disappointed at the end. I could be completely wrong on the details, but that's what's popped into my head first. So what he's talking about there is the 3-2 win when we were 2-0 down at half-time at the Emirates mm. and come back. I think Redknapp threw Defoe on at half-time and we just went for it. Yeah. And Bale scored early, Rafa got a penalty and Cabal got the winner. Mm-hmm. But I remember Gallas, in, especially in the second half, being heroic in some of his defending. Last ditch, heading everything, putting his body on the line. He was unbelievable in that game, as was Cabal, actually. Yeah, well, I think, you know, Eunice Cabal's... Uh, Good games and Spurs were limited. Few and far between. Yeah. I always remember him cracking home that equaliser in the four all Villa game. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. But um, yeah, that was one of his better games. I think um, it was another game. Yeah, it was another game. I'm trying to think where he was really good when he captained us in one game. And I can't remember what that was now. Cabal. Yeah, I'm not sure. might have been I'm that three sure. two Arsenal game. I think he probably was captain for that. Wasn't could it? have been. Yeah, for sure. On Cabal, just a side one, you know we were at his second debut for Spurs in a 1-0 Wednesday night away defeat to Wolves. Oh, <laughs> and he played a right back we and we were atrocious. We did all go We were absolutely we atrocious. I think Michael Kitely scored for Wolves. Snow on the ground. We lost 1-0. Freezing cold. Spread out the away fans so that we couldn't yeah. generate 
create any noise. Yeah, didn't yeah, all in the lower tier mm. of their uh, West End. And we lost home and away to Wolves that season. Oh, so. Jesus Christ. Who are back in the Prem now. Um, a Lennon, 25 on Reddit, says Gareth Bale versus Southampton in his last season. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, we yes. flattered to yeah, deceive yeah. us. Often we did under AVB and Bale unleashed a thunder bastard from 30 <laughs> yards into the top corner, as he often did under AVB. Yeah. He did two games running as well, not that Sunderland's a former mm. club, but he did against Sunderland as well, didn't he? Down that range, weren't he? Top it? corner. Both yeah. identical, really, yeah. weren't Wonderful they? I think that was his last game as well. Imagine last Sunderland, I think, was, wasn't it? That'd be great if we could get him back, wouldn't it, for next season. Uh, Modric, THFC, also on Reddit, says David Bentley's goal yeah, against yeah. Arsenal. Mm. The Woolwich goal, yeah. The, he, when he smacked it from what was about 45 yards he's, over he's, game, he's known for two things Bentley that goal and chucking the ice all yeah. over Harry Redknapp <laughs> the water that, and it? also Spanish restaurants now that's what he does doesn't yeah. he mm-hmm. a bit of a wine connoisseur as well allegedly um, yeah and he was a good footballer Angry T-Tow another brilliant <laughs> name on Reddit says Diego Poyet versus Chelsea in the League Cup he celebrated properly too I don't remember that one but I'm assuming that's the 5-1 hammering Five one set yeah because we lost two one away and we were in five one at home. Yeah, Diego's the son and it. I think he means Gus Poyet. Yeah, yeah, Gus Poyet. Did I say Diego? Yeah, yeah, Gus Poyet. Yeah, um, I don't remember that. I mean, he was a good player. Poyet, and in, and in the final though, he missed that great chance to put us in front. Oh, the two one didn't he? When he hit the post, didn't he? He should have scored. Shouldn't he? That. Did everything mm. right. Yeah. Um, Davey Elder on Twitter said probably Defoe against West Ham and he talks about the, the goal you talked about Chris where he picked the ball up inside the half and fired it in from 25 yards uh, and then the last one Darren Walsh on Twitter said Robbie Keane against Leeds when he bent it in with the outside of the right foot that was when Terry Venables set him up for that goal because it went out for a throw and Terry Venables gathered the ball he was Leeds manager and chucked it to whoever and we chucked um. it down the line and, and scored and they said that he should have got an assist for it and that was the exact <laughs> conversation that um, the Echoes of Glory Twitter account had on, had on Twitter earlier was about that because I, I didn't know that goal so I asked if he had a link to it or anything like that and then a few other people jumped in and were like no Venables oh, okay. was involved blah 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 yeah. mm-hmm. um, some good ones there uh, any horrendous do you think of any horrendous things? because I can think yes, of one I, I oh, can well, Adebayor getting sent off against Woolwich yeah. away when we 2 nil up and, we, we, you know, we lost 5-2. That's a good one. So that's probably, I mean, that man should have never, ever, ever been in the Spurs shirt. I'm Here's sorry. another one that we were at and it was Pascal Chimbonda's second debut against Sunderland who we'd just bought him from. So we sold him to Sunderland yeah, yeah. and then we bought him back in January yeah. and we went up there for an away game and he had an absolute stinker and we were a goal down inside two minutes. Do you remember? That's when Robbie Keane got the equaliser right at the end. Yeah. yeah. The, Five, yeah. A 550 mile yeah. round trip I think Chimbonda got hold after about 50 minutes yeah. which just mm. doesn't happen if you're a defender strange that's a pretty horrific uh, horrific second the fact that we bought him twice as yeah, well yeah. Like once is bad enough yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right um, we played at the weekend against West Brom and lost 1-0 they're fighting for their lives Maurizio made a number of changes to the game he brought Toby back in he brought Rose back in um, he brought Wanyama back in. We went to a back three, which we hadn't played for quite a while. Um, what what went wrong, Chris, in that game? Well, we had about 75% possession, so I don't think our control of the game was in question. I don't think personnel, you mentioned changes to the lineup. I don't think that was the problem. I think um, there's been a couple of times this season we've had a hell of a lot of the ball, but we haven't really... We've been sort of standing on the ball, like mm. waiting for someone up front to make a mm. run. I know Kane's not very fresh at the moment, but I'd like to see a bit more imagination and mm. a bit more, you know, stop passing sideways, stop going, you know, just 
put it in the box or have mm. a shot from distance, do something. We we waste a lot of time in the middle of the park, just not really. We need to be needed to be a bit more direct. I don't know. It's yeah. it's difficult against them. My my frustration with these games, and I think these games is why Poch identified and he's been horrendous signing Lorente as the second striker because these games where teams defend the box. With that thinking, it is right. You know what? Let's be a bit more direct. Then we've got yep. a six foot five centre forward. But for some reason, the Lorente signing has just not worked. But I think that's one of the reasons why he brought him in in the first place. Mm, was definitely. actually we've we've historically struggled against teams that just park the bus and mm. say, "Come then, break us down." We've not really been that great at being able to do but that. The thing is, though, Jack, most games we plays like that. When Man United break their peaks of their power, everyone gets behind the ball. Everyone gets behind the ball against City. So, you know, you've got to find ways of breaking that mm. down. And you can break it down. You, I, I wouldn't mind seeing more out there from mm. the start, maybe. Something a little bit different. I mean, hopefully, you know, he'll bring some back. But Sun hasn't played great for the last two no. or three games. Mm. But I think we've just... I think the semi-final defeat, I, I mean, we, we were all hugely disappointed about it. And I think it's affected the players. Mm. What do we make of Alderweireld? Because he brought him back into the side and he was outstanding and he got Sanchez and he got Vertonghen out of trouble a couple of times in that game what, what, what's going on there I mean if, if he is if the reports are true and he is leaving is there any point involving him in, in the games or? yes yeah I think there is I, I would definitely play him I'd play him in both the last two games mm. and, and we've got two home games and I, and I would go I would go back to the three at the back um, wing backs um, and, and go for it because You've got to be a little bit careful when we play Leicester because they'll put the long balls. So having another body there won't hurt. Uh, you know, Eric Dyer for me plays every time. You leave one yarm out the next couple of games. Mm. But um, you can you can go you can switch that back three and be super attacking anyway because he did it against West Brom in the sense that he played Ericsson as a centre midfielder with Wanyama. Whereas obviously Ericsson normally plays a lot higher and brought Lamella in. Where do you stand on Lamella, Chris? Are you a fan or are you a less cut and run or does it vary every week? It kind of varies with Lamella. I keep expecting to see more out of him. Mm. And we, for me, we just don't get it from him. This season he has actually been really hungry and he's looked actually pretty good because he's had such a long spell out. He's come back and he, he looks like he really wants to perform. But... I just keep expecting more yeah. from him. I keep expecting him to have like that star quality and do something amazing mm. in a game. It just doesn't happen. But what, um, is, what is it he lacks? Is it goals? Is it assists? Or is it all round play? Yeah, I would, I would say he needs to score more. Really, yeah. for an attacking midfielder. Um, the the bit of magic going forward. Mm. There's no there's no dispute in the man's work rate. Is no, it, no. That's it, why he survived. You know, he works hard for the team and he's a team player without a doubt. Sometimes mm. maybe he should be a bit more. Yeah, I'd, I, I think where we've been weak and I think at West Brom as well, you know, let's have a few more shots from outside the box, mm. you know. I, I, I get a little bit annoyed because it lifts the crowd and, mm. you know, like it when Wanyama scored against Liverpool and Ericsson against Chelsea, you know, sometimes you just need, yeah, the ball might sail over the bar, but sometimes you just need that bit of magic just to lift you. Mm. And West Brom executed their game plan perfectly, and their tactic was although they, they know they had to beat us, they were never going to come out at four four two go for it. They were always going to sit in seventy five minutes, get to nil nil, and then they can chuck bodies forward and try and nick something, which they did. Livermore got the winner. They looked dangerous from set plays all game. Even in the first half, they hung a few under the under the bar, 
and they've got three or four really big players that come and attack the ball. And we didn't we didn't look very comfortable. I didn't think the whole afternoon from set plays. The rest of the game, we swear, had control. So your goalkeeper's got to come into the game more because you've got to say anything hung up, penalty boxing. Keep the comfort, someone cover the line. And just you know, clean everything yeah, out. Of the line. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, a couple of stats actually about West Brom, which mm. is quite interesting. They've only, that's only the third time that they've beaten us at home in the Premier League, and every season they've been relegated. Hmm. So that's And I was listening, I don't know how true this is, I just had the radio on, and there's a West Brom fan was on one of the phone ins, and he was saying, to stay up, they needed a sequence of 18 results to go their way. Mm. And so far, 14 have. Mm. And they basically need Swansea and Southampton to draw tonight, which is mm-hmm. Tuesday. Mm. And then them two teams both to lose, and then they've got to win their last game. But I still think they've got to make four goals up as well. So, you know... Anything can happen, though, can't yeah, it? Anything yeah, can happen. Yeah. And, and Huddersfield are still in the mix, just about, aren't they? Well, they had that heroic nil-nil at City, which... Yeah. I mean, and nobody saw that no, coming. And Southampton are playing City last game. Yeah. So, and as Swansea got Stoke. So, you know, I think Southampton have got to win tonight. Mm. It's, I, I love the, the fight for relegation because it's, it's just such cagey games yeah. and you've got like, teams that are just so nervous yeah. to do anything, they just lump and, the ball and, forward. You know, this could be the first season we've had, you know, relegation without a promoted team going down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which is well, yeah. in itself. You know, and it? I, think, I think there's a lot of teams for next season who are looking weak mm. already yeah. and one of them I'm pleased to say is West Ham mm. they always look weak um, Chelsea beat Liverpool 1-0 are you worried Chris about securing a top 4 spot you are <laughs> you're yes. not doing yes yeah. until it's mathematically impossible I'll worry so that means worrying right up until 5 o'clock on Sunday um, anything can happen and yeah, I'm very nervous because I, I would have thought we'd wrapped it up by now. Mm. Um, and we do have a history of, well, a recent history of bottling things like this. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm worried. Kevin mentioned earlier about the FA Cup thing. I think the players' heads are down at the moment. They're lacking like a bit of self-belief and they need a bit more motivating. Um, so, yeah, we need to make sure... Yeah. That we get over the line because it'd be an absolute disaster. I, mean, I don't want to think about it really. How the Premier League looks at the minute. So Liverpool in third, they played 37 and they've got 72 points. We're in fourth, we played 36, so a game less. We've got 71 points. And then Chelsea are in fifth, they've played 36 and have got 69 points. So if we win both our games, we'll finish third, mm. which, do you know what I mean? Is well, that'd be three seasons in the top three. Yeah, very good. It's, 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 no, I, I mean, I, I never ever thought, thought I would ever see that. Who I'm confident. I'm confident. I think we'll do it. But we only need a win and a draw to get in the top four. I'd like to see us finish third. I'd be disappointed if we don't. I we think never make still, it easy for ourselves. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> but if we'd have got... This is the annoying thing is if we'd have got a point at the weekend mm. and I was saying when the game was on, I was listening to it with uh, Jack Shunga brother and I was saying... Point would be fine mm. because mm. then we'd only need you to win one of our last remaining two games. Now we've got to win one and draw one minimum. But yeah, we've got to go out and we should be able to beat Newcastle and Leicester. Leicester are a bit dangerous going forward. It's the only thing that worries me. They've got one or two, you know, Vardy and Mares can produce something special mm. like they did when we played them away. Mm. So that's my only slight concern. 
Um, this is why I'd have all developed in both games because I think clean sheets, you win the game. And, that, and that's what we've got to be looking at. But I, I think we'll get over the line. I, well, I we've, we've got Newcastle so. Wednesday night, which for us is tomorrow. So, I mean, at the moment in the Premier League, you look at where Newcastle sat there. They've had a fantastic season. They've got nothing really to play for apart from pride and league mm. position, which doesn't really mean too much to pro footballers. Um, I'm quite confident we'll get the job done tomorrow. They're not a great side, Newcastle. If you look at them on paper, what Benitez has done there is pretty remarkable because they've got a pretty dog team. <laughs> I think I think we've got to win tomorrow night. We can't afford to draw and then, you know, we're putting even more pressure on ourselves. Yeah. We win tomorrow, then we've got the option of the two results at the weekend. You know, yeah. the mm. win, perfect. Yeah, the win is what we want because we want to finish third. And, you know, the prize money is important. Another million quid, isn't it? Yeah. Well, our predictions you know. for the, the midweek game then against Newcastle. Chris, what are you saying for it? I think if we can score the first goal, make it easy for ourselves, 2 or 3 nil. hopefully. 2 nil. I'm going 3 nil Wednesday, and I'm going... We'll come on to the weekend in a minute. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, I'll get in a minute. I'm going to go for a KG 1-0 no. against Newcastle, <laughs> where we're pretty comfortable the whole game, but we just never quite 3-0 the Hurricane hat-trick. Oh, that'd be nice. Crowd get anxious. Yeah. And then on Sundays, the last game of the season, the season's absolutely flown by, so we've got Leicester. Um, we lost away to them earlier in the season, 2-1. They scored a couple of unbelievable goals yeah, in that game. Same, Vardy yeah. and Mares and mm. Kane got a brilliant goal as well. We just couldn't quite get the equaliser. Um, but again, another side with very little to play for. So you'd like to think that we can I win. Think, but there's a bit of a rivalry, Spurs Leicester. Uh, only, only the people trying to stir up rivalry, for Christ's sake. You know, it's ridiculous, yeah. really. I think it's a bit pathetic, all of that. I think... I think um, both teams, both Newcastle and Leicester, there's uncertainty over their managers. Yeah. Um, Benitez is not going to commit yet to Newcastle, and I think the the Leicester manager will be out of a job anyway because the title oh, football. Well. That's very what, odd, isn't it? what worries me at the weekend, you know, if it does go pear shape, you know, you've got the end of season presentations and everything, um, and that will be a, there'll hardly be anybody there. Mm-hmm. It will be, you know, and you get them red seats in the background. It's not good. Leicester City, in their last five Premier League games, have scored two goals. Yeah, well, this is the good thing, is that the goals, you know, the goals have dried up for both of them teams. Mm. And they're just a quick one on their recent games. They lost 2-0 home to West Ham, 5-0 away to Palace, drew 0-0 with Southampton, lost 2-1 at Burnley, and then lost 2-1 at home to Newcastle. So they're not, they're not on a good run mm. at all. Um, but they're dangerous. They've got some pacey players, so you you know you know what Leicester are going to bring when you play them. Mm. Um, what are our predictions for that game? We're confident for that one. Two one. Two. Yeah, I'll say be a bit yeah. closer. Two one. Two one. Yeah. If we win Wednesday, you know, two one. You've always got that. You know, if you do give away a late goal, you, you might finish fourth, but you're you're, you're there. Guaranteed. You know? It's a bit like a cup game. You've got to make sure you're always ahead of the game. Yeah. Last week will actually be the last pod, the last Spurs podcast of the season, um, which will be a bumper show with um, hopefully all of, all of the old voices on. Um, but I wanted to just grab you two to find out what your moments of the seasons have been at Wembley. How you found it? Has it been better than what you thought? Have you not enjoyed it? Like, what's your overall feeling of what Wembley's been like? I actually surprisingly liked it a lot more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like initially, I thought, "Oh God, Wembley!" and we didn't exactly start off amazingly there. Mm. But you know what? It's actually been alright. Our yeah. form there has been pretty good, and yeah, it's been a bit of a pain to go to like yeah. nineteen league games there. But 
our, our form's been good there and I like the way that they've branded the whole area and the stadium itself with you know they've tried to make it feel as homely as possible so that's been really nice um, moment of the season will probably be that week that we beat Liverpool 4-0 at home and then we I think it was after that actually or before that that we mm. drew we drew away at Real Madrid yeah. and it was that week and it was like that was such a massive high that week yeah. the fans were so loud for that Liverpool game and it was yeah really exciting yeah. back then what about you? I, yeah I, I tend to agree with Chris I would have liked the club to invested in some blue covers to put over the red seats mm. <laughs> I think that would have been you know, you could have, you know, got something. We could have covered all the seats. I think because yeah. I think the red seats are pretty horrific. Yeah. It's been it's been all right going up there. Uh, we've had good seats. We getting seats on the lower tier was good. It's a pain in the backside queuing up for the trains afterwards. That never ceases to mm-hmm. amaze me how farcical all of that is. But it's been all right. Um, and it's going to be a similar experience next year. We go to a new ground mm-hmm. next year because it, we've all got to get used to it. You all kind of get used to. What your match day routine is going to be. So again, we're going to need half a dozen games next season in the in mm. the ground, and hopefully we can start well. And then it takes away the negativity. I'm going to say about that. Do you not think as well that a lot of that does lie with the atmosphere the supporters create? And going into that new stadium next season, there's not going to be one supporter that's negative about being there. Whereas Wembley, and you look at West Ham, and they've all it's, there's been a bit of a negative. The, the, the West Ham minority. The West there. Ham thing, from our point of view, is hilarious because yeah. they are a circus you know, of a club. Yeah, yeah, but the, I mean, if you look at the ground and it's 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 all for and it's it's an athletics track at the end of the day with a, with a football pitch in the middle of it and it's dreadful. I think it's going to be a lot different from us. You know what we're seeing is going to be superb. Just want to say, with my highlights this season, uh, the Madrid game was a highlight. Oh yeah. Juventus at home, although we lost it, was still an, an, a night. And, and obviously the, the, the wins over Liverpool, Woolwich and May United. Mm. You know, and, you know, Woolwich we, we, you know, Woolwich, we left at least two goals out there. Mm. Um, and we beat the other two comfortably. And it proves we, we are a good team. We are a good team and people should stop being negative. Mm. There's a gap between us and City. We can't match a spending, we know that, but we're not as bad as everyone thinks. Mm. And if we can get over the line and finish third, it'd be great. Mm. I do not want to be in the Thursday Cup next year. That would be an absolute disaster. Well, I would just, as well, just one thing to add on Wembley. As a season ticket holder, this season has been the best season in terms of match day experience. If you think of White Hart Lane and actually what that used to be like, and I don't mean in terms of the football, I mean... Going everything up to the whistle being blown for the start of the match. Wembley's fantastic. And I think that's what you're paying for next season yeah. as well. And yeah. we're getting that back, but we're going to be back in Tottenham as well next year, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. Like walking down Seven Sisters High Road again and having all of that, the yeah. Tottenham culture back is going to be amazing. I'm so excited to get back there. Um, Simon Mitchell, um, as always, has wrote in with the appearance quiz. And he's all, I also spoke to him today and he's agreed to do a World Cup podcast with me. Oh, so that's going to be fantastic. So we're going to do a few of them in the summer as well, but there'll be more details on that next week. But appearance quiz this week. Um, so I'll give you two players that have played in the same position and then just tell me what player has made more appearances for Spurs. So we start with goalkeepers. So we've got Tony Parks or Michel Vaughan. Tony Parks just. Chris? Probably Parks, I would guess. Michelle Vaughan. 
wow. made six more appearances for yeah. us. But I'm assuming that's because Parks wasn't a number one. No, Parks was number two to Clements, and he only mm. was in the UEFA Cup because Clements uh, was injured. Yeah. And he just had his one, one night when he saved a couple yeah. of penalties. I used to love it when he was goalkeeping coach as well, Tony Parks. So that he was quality. Yeah, it's good. Uh, defenders, we've got Mitchell Thomas versus Danny Rose. Oh, God. Mitchell Thomas was around for a while. He was in the uh, cup final team of 87, the pleat team. If it helps you, there's one in it. Ah, oh, well, it's a guest turn in it, and I'm going to guess Mitchell Thomas. Oh, say Rose. Danny Rose. Wow, Danny okay. Rose. Good knowledge, Chris. <laughs> well. <laughs> um, midfielders, we've got Terry Venables or Deli Alley. Venables. Alley just. Venables. I'm doing Venables, 2 0, Chris. One, one in it again. One in it. One in it. He's, he's <laughs> cool. guessing it. Um, other midfielders, Stefan Freund versus Didier Zakora. And there's three mm. in this one, so. Freund, just about. Yeah, Freund. Didier Zakora. Doing good at this, somewhere. Wow. Three, one. Chris is two nil up. Chris has won. Um, Freddie Canute or Jurgen Klinsmann. And this is including both of his stints. Klinsman would have only played about, I'm guessing, about 70 times at Tottenham. So That's I'm, really, really I'm, I'm going to say about, I'm going to go for Canute then. Chris. Slightly more. Yeah, we only had Klinsman for two seasons, didn't we? One and a half. Um, Chris is half. playing tactically, so, he's gone 2 0 up and he's Go with the other one, Chris, and he'll win it 3 0. I, I would say Canute, but go Klinsman then. Go on. It's Canute. Yeah. 73. Klinsman, 68 appearances. Oh, that's he not a bad 70. guess. This is 70, yeah, a season and a half. Not, yeah. That's not bad at all. I think think 39 goals. I, I, don't, I don't have those stats, but that sounds about right. Sounds about right. Which is good. Um, but yeah, like I said, so next week's the final show of the season. Um, so hopefully we'll have ASD, Stato, Don, Jay, and maybe Van as well. Maybe even Abbas, if he's not getting knocked over by cars, might be there as well. So That'd be a long pod, wouldn't it? It'd be a bumper, bumper show next week. That'd be good. Um, anything else to it'd add? It'd be nice to hear ASD's voice. We haven't heard him for a while. Will indeed. Um, any, any other like, highlights or anything else from the season that... I think playing in the Champions League. Yeah. And I think going over there, uh, you know, this is why the next... And I think going over there and really enjoy the Champions League nights and I think I was lucky enough also to take uh, the missus as well Mrs Latchford as well to to Champions League yeah. and she really really enjoyed yeah. it and said you know that the, the music and everything and the build up um, was just good yeah and I think we, we get these teams at home next season hopefully we can put a few past West Ham and Chelsea yeah, and teams nice like that, that. Um, the away result of Chelsea, I think, is a standout, is a standout performance. Oh, actually, as well, who did you, you know, both vote for for player of the season? Jan Vertonghen. Vertonghen. It was a choice between either Jan or the one I went for. I went for Ericsson. You went for Ericsson. Ericsson. Ericsson is overlooked a little bit as well, still by it, some Spurs fans. Won it, yeah, well, he won it last year, didn't he? Yeah. I think... Um, I think your Vertonghen will win it this year. Mm, I, I think he think, will. I just think because of the consistency and yeah. and that. So, yeah. yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. Yeah. So, you know, we're looking forward to next season and hopefully during the summer we can uh, bring in some new faces. Fresh faces. And some certain number decent. 11 from uh, Madrid back A number the... 11 from Madrid would be brilliant if, if, we could problem, work, yeah. if we could work the wages situation out. Yeah. But if a player wants to play for you, it, it doesn't always necessarily mean the money. Yeah, 
Yeah, well, it's a huge week ahead. We need to make sure that we secure our Champions League football. Thanks both for joining. I remember mm-hmm. whatever happens, future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. Aussies knees have gone all trembly And a Tim requires assembly Danny Montauer Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Pyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Cudicini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chilin Sergi Redbrook for the win Run for me, Nick on me, 4-3 Stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Lineker playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen Amliachenko number nine Nine from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Harry Redknapp steals on wheels The legend Steve Perryman MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Born at Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick His football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's long green shoes Gareth Fairley used to lose Alan Hart and Wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsy saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave Scott me raised Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Flattenberg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Mabizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin Martin Yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back And Asimovich Co-Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardwister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright But it makes me sad the Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane in the box Edgar Davids Redlocks, Palacios Stripey Socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White Legendary Lily White Out there, Two there is to do 
Clive Allen, Paul Allen, Joe Allen, Les Allen, Rory Allen, Russell Allen, Alan Gilsey. Everybody's from White Hart Lane. Kazuyuki Soda, Bentley's free kick over. We treat Judas with disdain. His transfer was a farce, so shove him up your ass. Liam Walker's page three go. That's Poirier, free kick go. Gomez made super saves, he can shag my wife. Edrington loved the cookies. Andy Reid loved the cookies. Star Wars music and some Wookiees right before the game. Heroes in blue and white. When I feel depressed, in got Janola undressed. Point won't give up the fight. Wolfhawks never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandra's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shiv is bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We love to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain playing high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what's for to do The Leading Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I get to White Hot Lane to win in style, we've done it for a while It's better to aim playing high Then our football story will echo with